Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sure Look, Sure Listen, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Sure Look, Sure Listen. 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 Ah, very good, Ben. We're back for another week of looking at pop culture things, and this time we're even later than usual. But sure, look, Ben, we can't (laughs) complain about that because the last time we weren't late and Kevin Feige once again made absolute fools of us. So we'll have to go back in time and take a look at the Doctor Strange How Many Madnesses Are There trailer. I I posit that we move this podcast to a Tuesday release schedule. I'm I'm doing the intro, Ben. I'm doing the intro. (laughs) It's it's the whole thing. There's not banter yet. Oh, ben, but I have so much banter. No, 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 no. Look, you've you've gotten all mixed up, Ben. I'm doing the intro. There's no banter. The banter will be after I've done the intro. Then, Benjamin, we'll be having a look at the Peacemaker finale. After that, we're going to hop up on that Discord, Ben, and have a look at some spoilers and rumours that are swirling around the world of popular culture. Sure, listen, Michael, if that wasn't enough for you, how would you like to die? Huh? Well, you, you bloody interrupt my intro one more time, Ben, and you'll find out very quickly. Well, Michael, when it does come my time to meet my maker or, you know, the facetious concept that we've all made up so we feel a bit more secure in our existentialism at night. All right, that's where we're taking this. That's the tone we're going to take, is it? That's the tone I'm going to take. Uh, edgelord, uh, cooklord, kind of <laughs> uh, beta male, I, I suppose, see, is the I tone s- we're going for. I see. I see you've been on the internet today, have you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. I'm dripping in internet, Michael, dripping and I really wish I wasn't. Absolute fucking bang of internet off you, Ben. <laughs> But come here to me, Michael. If I wasn't doing that, uh, we're going to be taking a look at some of the the the, the nice and not so nice possibilities of uh, an eternal existence after this uh, mortal life. Oh no! Some of them are culture. Pro- some of them are probably bad, and some of them are probably quite nice. Probably, probably. Benjamin. Yeah. Speaking of things which might be bad or quite nice, mm-hmm. one Kevin Feige struck another blow against the independent podcast last week. He fucking hates us, Michael. Hates us, Ben. He has a little dartboard and on a, on that dartboard is a picture of your face and then beside it on a slightly bigger dartboard, Ben. Not because he hates me more, just because I've got a bigger head. He has a picture <laughs> of me and he just yeah. throws darts at us, Ben, and goes, those two idiots are doing a podcast every Sunday morning. So what I'll do is I'll release the biggest trailer of the year, but 20 minutes after they stop recording. I'm going to wreck them. Ah, I'm going to wreck them. Absolutely we, we, ruin them. We should probably recommit, Michael, and start doing mini-segments when that happens. Just mini quickly scarper to record. Benjamin. A chunk that we can lash in. Sure, look at Let's talk about a thing that happened last week and no one's even that excited anymore. Benjamin, I'm so excited about the new Doctor Strange film. There's so much going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on there, Michael. So we all thought when we watched WandaVision and Loki and all the other things that maybe Wanda broke the multiverse. Maybe it was Loki that broke the multiverse. Mm. It wasn't any of them, Michael. It was only bloody Doctor Stephen Strange. I knew it was him. Even when it was the others, I knew it was him. Benjamin, I think it's all really going to turn out to be a combination of things that's broken the multiverse. Yeah, I think it's it's many broken clocks not being right at any point of the day. Exactly. Michael. A little bit of Stephen Strange mucking about with spells, Ben. A little bit of Kang dying. A little bit of Wanda being a nexus point. It's all going to accumulate in this film. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. So, Michael, I suppose the, the big excitement of this trailer is we got Sir Patrick Stewart. Now, Benjamin, I've spoken to Patrick Stewart recently and what he said was, yeah. well, you know, people have been imitating my voice since I took to the stage in the 1960s in the production of Hamlet. Yes, they have. Yeah, yeah. that's what he said, Ben. He, he didn't say he wasn't in it. That's all he was giving you, huh? Just, that's just, all he uh, said. So people I'm saying often ben, impersonate me. Okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying that he says he's in it. I'm saying that he says, you know, people impersonate him and you take of that what you will. Well, you heard it here first, folks. People often impersonate Patrick Stewart. Benjamin. Yeah. It's for sure Patrick Stewart and he's for sure Professor Xavier. Oh, 100%. He's in a wheelchair, Michael. And Benjamin, what else do you think is going on? If if what they're going to show us, because Benjamin, do you remember the film Spider-Man No Way Home? Yes. And they played their cards so close to their chest, Ben, so none of us knew that there were going to be any Spider-Men in it. Yeah. And if they're willing to show us Professor X in the second trailer, what are, what's left? What are they hiding, Ben? They got some big ones in the pipeline, Michael. But shall we just, shall we churn through them, Ben? And I will tell you some people that are being thrown around, either on up on the Discord, Ben, or on various online forums, and you tell me how likely you think they are. But tell me, Ben, only right. with your facial expression. 
Okay, great for a, for a, great for an audio medium. Yeah, It'd be great for podcasting, Benjamin. Deadpool, Ben. They're saying Deadpool might be in it. Very good, excellent reaction. <laughs> Benjamin, what about... <laughs> this is a great idea. What about... Benjamin, do you think Deadpool's going to be in it? You, you do, you do. You do think Deadpool's going to be in it, and you're happy about that. I think he might be, Ben. What about, Benjamin, do you think Reed Richards is going to be in it? I think it's probably... Uh, pr- do you know what, Michael? What? Uh, Reed Richards is a tricky one. Yes. I couldn't give a fuck if Reed Richards is in the MCU, but a lot of people do. A lot of fantastic four fanatics out there. Yes, fantastic four fans. Fanatic fours, yeah. as they're called. Benjamin, he's got big, long, stretchy arms, you see, and people like that. Do you think, would you prefer to see Johan Griffith, Ben? Would you prefer to see John Krasinski? Or would you prefer to see your favourite actor, but not mine, Miles Teller? Uh, I, I think... None of the above would be a good choice for for any of that. I don't think Yellen Griffith made a particularly good um, Doctor Fantastic. Very dare you, and I don't think anyone has ever called him Doctor Fantastic. Ben Benjamin, I am calling him Doctor Fantastic. How are you feeling? He worked hard for that PhD. He did, Benjamin. He didn't spend six years in medical school. Benjamin, how are you feeling about seeing a Tom Cruise as a superior Iron Man? Yeah, that pisses me off on several levels. Oh, here we go. Um, here we go. Dripping in internet, he is. No, no, I'm not dripping in internet. I just don't like Tom Cruise much. In in, I think he he's great in the Mission Impossible films. I don't see why he'd be the MCU, but it could work. He's gonna be a, he's gonna fine. be an Iron Man, Ben. It's because of the nineties, Ben. Would you not bring a, a Robert Downey Jr. back? I'm I just, would. I would rather see Tom Cruise as an alternate universe Iron Man than Robert Downey Jr. coming back so soon. All right, that's fair. I think it would be more exciting to see an alternate universe Tony Stark played by someone else than it would be to see a Robert Downey Jr. again. All right, that's fair. You see what I'm saying, Ben? I get you. I'd prefer I that. I'd you. be like, ooh, look, it's Tom Cruise. What's he doing? He's going to run at someone real fast. I mean, I do think that Tom Cruise will embody an Elon Musk or a Mark Zuckerberg very well. Yeah, but he'll do a big laugh. He'll like, yeah, he'll <laughs> do a big... <laughs> I'm Tom Cruise. Got him. I'm Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, do you know what people often do impressions use of my Tom Cruise? <laughs> It's pretty good. It's a pretty good Tom Cruise impression. He'll do that. He'll do that. He'll he will indeed. Any other, any other names being chucked about a hat? Benjamin, people are saying that you know who might be in it. Who? Sam Raimi's good mate and yours, Bruce Campbell. As Namor. Who will he, King of he the gonna, Sea. Who's he going to be then? Is he going to be Namor? Is he going to be uh, alternate universe Mysterio like he was nearly 20 years ago? Black Bolt. He's going to be Black, Black Bolt. Bolt. Benjamin, the, the, a lot of the fans are saying that they're going to have Black Bolt on the Illuminati. They have to. He's on the Illuminati. That's how it works. Well, they don't have to, Ben. You see, you can rejig the lineup. No, you can't. No, everything's fixed. No, I don't think it is, Benjamin. I think you're living in a fixed state. I, I um, It's called life, and I really, really want to get off. But anyway. Uh, you're having um, a rough day, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> having a rough day, Michael. Have a chat after the podcast, do you think? Probably should. Probably should, Michael. Any other names coming through there? I'm not having a seance, Ben. <laughs> you are. You absolutely are. <laughs> See, you, you fool people every week, Michael. You don't watch any of the pop culture stuff that comes out. You sit there with a crystal ball and your your doilies, your mystical doilies, and you have your big old big old shawl around you yeah. and you're just you're just kind of wiggling your hands over the crystal ball and picking stuff up. I've got I'm getting some messages from the spirits, Ben, and the spirits are telling me that Wanda's going to be the main baddie. Oh, do you reckon? It looks like she's going to be the main baddie, Ben, and she's going to go on a bit of a killing spree. Do you think Stephen Strange will mistakenly give her some information that she's been looking for and then she'll realise that it's her time to pounce? Well, we seem to see that in the trailer, Ben. Do we? Because if you see, there's a scene in the trailer where he meets Wanda and she's in a field. A field field, of dreams. A field of trees. Sorry, trees, yes. And she's in her civilian clothes and Stephen Strange is in a hoodie. And then we see another shot later on where she's in her slightly evil Wanda outfit. And yeah. it's in the same field of trees with the exact same shot. So she might find something out and reveal she's been tricking Stephen Strange the whole time. Uh, she's had him in an old rope-a-dope. She's got him in a rope-a-dope. She's gone, oh, you've told me something now and I'm going to go find my kids. If my kids are real, then they're out there in some dimension. I'm going to find them and I'm going to go through no matter how many men- dimensions it takes, I'm going to find them. Men dimensions. And, and Professor X is going to be like, Stephen Strange, you've got to stop her from going through all of these dimensions and killing everybody. You silly fuck. You, um, and then, and then uh, <laughs> Superior Iron Man will go, yeah, <laughs> we got to stop her. 
it's, it's, I really do have to say it's an excellent Tom Cruise impression Thank you. Thank you. I, really I, I really do think it's very solid but Michael come here to me answer me one more mystery because you seem much more keyed into the theories around this here trailer What what's the L villain there at the end who's he the, the big swirly headed man the big swirly burgly yeah Benjamin he is credited as Gigantos or Gargantos Oh, okay. That he means very, nothing to me. Oh, Vienna. Benjamin, he, he's very much Shumagorath. You're, you're familiar with Shumagorath. Oh, a, a classic Lovecraftian being. A classic Lovecraftian being, Ben, who has been a, a, a villain in Doctor Strange for a long time. One of the most powerful beings in the Marvel Universe, Ben. I didn't know that, Michael. Shumagorath, yes. He was made famous by Marvel of Superheroes, by Capcom. Huh. But Benjamin, he's an elder god who exists outside time and space. But Ben, funny little bit of trivia for you. Do you want some bit of trivia? Yeah, go on. Go on, give me a little bit of trivia. Here's a bit of trivia for you. Shuma Gorath is actually, as far as I remember, either in the Conan universe or the Conan Extended universe. Okay, so Bruce Campbell is playing Conan then. No, what I'm saying is they can't call him Shumer Gareth because they probably oh. they probably realised he was Shumer Gareth and then when it, someone said, you know, we don't own the rights to Shumer Gareth and they went, what, oh, no. excuse me, say that again, please? But we've already, look at all the big special effects we've done. We've been hinting at him in things for years. So I have a feeling, Ben, that's not at the end. I think that's at the beginning. So Shumer Gareth, the, the big tentacly monster guy? The big tentacly fella, yeah. Oh, is that him? He's a big tentacly fellow who's a big eyeball with tentacles. Ah, uh, good for him. And he's, uh, is he, I think he's the Sorcerer Supreme of a Hell Dimension or something like that. Oh, okay, that a, sounds kind of cool. Yeah, he's a bit of a prick. Oh, he's probably, he probably is if he's from a Hell Dimension. Yeah, Although that's very, that's very bigoted to me, Michael. They might be lovely people, I don't know. They might be, probably not, Ben, but he's no use. He's a big, he's a big meanie. He's a big meanie. Yeah. Well, Michael, we're going to go see it because we do a pop culture podcast once a oh, week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we kind of have to. Um, are you looking forward to it? Of course I'm looking forward to it, Ben. I'm looking forward to more than anything you've ever imagined. All right, settle down. Settle I, down. Um, the, the big worry is obviously it's just going to be, oh, look who it is. It's someone you know. I, I mean, I do think the more we push through the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the more it's going to be like, oh, look, <laughs> bet you didn't expect that, and there it is. Yeah, but Benjamin, the other thing to bear in mind about this is it was written and ready to be produced and it was supposed to come out just after WandaVision. Mm, that's so weird. It is weird. It was supposed to be before Spider-Man. It was supposed to be before Loki even, I think. So there's been a lot of rewriting then. There's been a lot of rewriting, but also a lot of things that have happened over the last two years of Marvel stuff might make more sense having seen this in a month. Yeah, okay. That's... Right. Mm. You know, the fans, Ben. You know, I, I really have my ears to the ground with the fans, Ben, more so than you would, because you're just yeah, dripping dri- in internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just dripping in it. That's just it, yeah. Absolutely drowning in internet. Benjamin, I think the fans are just hoping that there's going to be a redemption for the Ralph Boner thing. I don't think there is going to be a redemption for the Ralph Boner thing. I think it was a stupid joke, and I think uh, Disney probably regrets it at this point. They probably do, Ben, but then they might redeem it, you see, like they did with Bad Deadpool. Bad Deadpool, yes, we might get... I don't know if adding Ryan Reynolds to, to the universe is going to make anything better. Michael, no, Benjamin. We're, we're on the downward slope now, I feel. I I think, yeah. Yeah, it is a bit like that, isn't it? It's 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 kind of the gimmick stage of... Mm. It's like, uh, I feel that we may have had our dead cat bounce with Spider-Man No Way Home. Possibly, possibly. I think a lot rests on this, Ben. I think it's not going to go away. And we're going to get gems. I still have very high hopes for Love and Thunder. So do I. But the overall kind of... I don't know if the overall plot line of a se- season four of these TV shows as That's, films is yeah. going to be any use. I mean, they definitely weren't anything that sticks in your memory too much. WandaVision was... Falcon and the Winter Soldier was a big old flop, Michael. Oh yeah, like, big old flappy wings. Nobody, nobody cares about that show. No, except apparently, Ben, the people who are annoyed at Anthony Mackie for denying the Bucky Sam um, bromance ship. Get over it. It's fine. Oh. Shipped him. We, I mean, you can go back and listen to our episode on shipped him, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's called a ship too far or something along those lines. I can't remember what pun we used on that particular day. <laughs> we didn't use any. I think we just called it a breeze history of shipping, but we should have called it a ship too far. That's yeah, a much better name. 
It only came to me there now. Sorry, I probably should have come up with that at last come on, last man. time. Get but anyway, anyway, yes. What is it? We're on the downward slope. We're in the end game now. But I think it's not we might a good be in end the game. end game now, Ben. I think you might be right. We might be in the end game, and it might be just how far can we push it before it's poop? Yeah, how much more money can we make? Oh, millions. Probably billions. Yeah. Oh, no, billions. Uh, most definitely. But sure, look. Sure, listen, Michael. That's not all we're here to talk about. Oh, actually, very quickly on Marvel-related news. Go Did on, you see we got, a, we got a Mr. Knight costume? Oh, yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago as well. Oh, was it? Okay, never mind. Well, we got one anyway. Yeah, he's wearing a, he's wearing a suit and there's loads of yeah. texture and loads of details. Yeah. Too much I don't texture, know. I would Too say. Too much texture, in fact. You might, probably want to smooth that out yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just sandpaper yeah. him down a bit. Michael, I tell you, from something on a on a very steep decline to something on a very bloody rising star level, the bloody Peacemaker finale was this week. Benjamin, one of the greatest television finales of all time. Oh, Michael, so fucking tidy. Satisfying in every dimension, Ben. Num, num, num. Tasty, tasty crumbs across the board. Absolutely delicious in every sense, Benjamin. In every sense, Michael. Uh, quite, quite a time, Michael. So, uh, bloody, uh, the culmination is we're going after the cow, baby. Benjamin, let us talk about the spoilers, the, the cameos and the, and the debate about that later. Okay, go on, yeah. And let's talk about the episode itself. All right, let's do that. Num, num, num. Fantastic. So well done, Michael. Such an enjoyable goddamn thing. Everything about it was great. 10 out of 10 would buy them all on Blu-ray. Do I own a Blu-ray player? No. Do I want to ensure that DC goes and makes more of this? Yes. Yes, do. Just buy it on Blu-ray, everybody. Benjamin, everybody got a moment. Everybody. Everybody got a moment or something broken. Yeah, there was a lot of death. And Everybody, pain. yeah, got very hurt. Very bad. It was no good. Benjamin. Yeah. My favourite moment of the whole thing was, and of course, here we go now, very big spoilers for... Big old spoilers. My favourite non-character moment. The character moments were great, Ben. They were. And I liked that the that the butterflies had a, a bit of a reason and a bit of a logic it was it, it was weird kind of toxic logic but there was a logic there yeah. peace through tyranny Ben peace through tyranny it's a classic peace yeah, at yeah. any cost it's the yeah. peacemaker vow inverted we get exactly. it exactly yeah exactly Ben it's uh, symbolism it's Megatron's motto Benjamin yeah they were great and they and they you know they almost tempted him a little bit there at the end and he was they like, almost got him they almost got him but they didn't get him Ben not because of his belief but because of his friends yeah, they uh, they steered him in the wrong right direction. It's exactly, very hard to I say, Michael. The wrong, probably. Benjamin. Yeah. I liked when Vigilante got shot. Okay. And he got, weird take. He, why, got shot twice, you... he got shot twice in the back and was like, oh, shit. And then managed to kill the guy who shot him and he collapsed on the ground. He threw thing. Yeah, very good. And collapsed on the ground, Ben. You're like, oh, no, Vigilante. And then towards the end, when everyone's like recovering from the battle, he just walks up and goes, hey, guys. Yeah, he's grand. Not a bother to him. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant moment. Not a bother to him. Benjamin, I would say, yeah, my expectations were well and truly subverted. I, I, Michael, I got a. That's why it was so enjoyable. I think I had this big thing in mind, and it was a very different type of finale. Go on. They achieved their main goal quite quickly. They blew um, the thing. It's it's very clear that the cow is going to die about halfway through the episode. Mm. And that they've achieved their goal because they use the old uh, sonic boom yep. helmet. But was it uh, the right thing, Ben? But was it the right thing, Michael? And that's the big question. They bring in a whole moral dilemma to give us our real denouement, if you will. Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, and that's what made it so interesting. I enjoyed watching the characters that we saw taken over by butterflies die on occasion. Um, I enjoyed Vigilante cutting that man's head in half. That, that was, was very uh, unpleasant, wasn't it? That, that was, was a very sore. unpleasant scene, yeah. It really caught me off guard. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed John Economist's um, emotional moment. That was very sad. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? It was very sad. Yeah, um, poor dyed beard. And somehow proved yet again that John Cena has some goddamn range John on him. Got the some range, range on that man. The range, Ben, is incredible. It's absolutely incredible when he looks and he's listening and it's going, oh, no, maybe I am a dickhead. He's acting with his eyes, Michael. How did he do it? I didn't know you could. I thought he was just <laughs> saying words. <laughs> no, but he smashed it. He did a really good job. And um, yeah, there's there's a lot of great scenes there. You know, I feel like Adebayo or Adeboye. Adeboyo, yeah, you were right. Yeah, Adeboyo. Uh, I feel like she has an interesting arc pushing, you know, 
uh, Task Force X out into the, the open and stuff like that. That's kind of interesting. Turning on her mum. Mm. And a big you thing know. to happen in a TV show. Uh, yeah, big thing to happen in a TV show that's probably going to have long-reaching ramifications for other things. Yes, which I loved about this, Ben. And Go on. was what I felt was great about this compared to any and all Marvel efforts at TV. Because there's stakes. There's stakes, Ben. Everyone's having a stake. Yeah. Um, and not only are there stakes, but it really and truly felt connected to the universe that it's part of. Yeah, Which is 100%. funny because it's not a big connected universe because the universe itself is a fucking mess. Uh, the universe itself makes absolutely no sense for several reasons, Michael. Uh, key among which, the all of the pop culture films that we have in our reality yes. are also in the DC reality. Yes. Well, that's pretty common, isn't it? Is it? Isn't it? Is it? What's what? Which ones throw throw you out? Which ones? Uh, I just I just remember, like I remember John Cena doing his list, yes. um, to give out to to John Economist, and yes. it's a whole thing. There are many properties that we have today in 2022, and you're like, oh, okay. How jarring. It is a parallel universe with the exact same things, but with superheroes. Yeah, well, that's, that's every universe, isn't it? I mean, Star-Lord used to watch Flashdance. Yeah, weird. Just just more jarring in this universe. And then, obviously, there's the, the far-reaching ramifications of the fact that the Justice League is fully in this universe. Benjamin, the best <laughs> moment on the whole thing. The Justice League showed up then. <laughs> and not only did the Justice League show up, Ben, the Justice League showed up played by some of the actors from the Justice League. They were both there playing playing James Gunn's version of the Justice League. Yes. I fucking hate that joke. What? It's it. It's, it I fucking hate that rumor. Yeah. It's a rumor. Fuck you, Barry. Yeah. Um, Aquaman's amazing. Fuck you to the Flash, Benjamin. Yeah. You know that that um, they weren't both there on the same day, so that was all filmed separately. I guess that Michael oh, from, from the, the close of months, and it was actually Marvel who shot the the Ezra Miller Flash stuff. What? Because James Gunn was working on um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, so he shot that with his Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three crew. That's mad, isn't it? Isn't that great? That's the crossover we've all wanted. Exactly. The crossover we've all wanted. Someone telling Ezra Miller to fuck off. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people would probably go for that at this point. But look, it's interesting. I I really enjoy Peacemaker Maggie. You're late. You dickheads. dickheads. <laughs> it's just so good. Very good, Benjamin. The, yeah. Benjamin, have you been following the, the controversy about it? Oh, no. There's a big controversy, Ben, from your lads, Ben. You, you know My your lads, lads. Your lads the on the dripping internet. The dripping in internet crew, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely drowned, soaked in internet, Ben. Okay, what is Sopping it? wet with internet juice. Oh, They're stop. very upset, Ben, that once again Superman has been disrespected. Why is he disrespected? What was disrespected by Superman? We didn't see his face once again. Because Henry Cavill doesn't do the role anymore. Get over it, lads. It's a TV show. Oh, here we go. Here we go. That's exactly what the Superman fans will do, Ben. They will get over it now. Yeah, well, I've told them, so now they know. (laughs) Benjamin, you've solved all of the internet's problems once again. Sometimes I think those lads just need a strong parental figure to tell them to book the fuck up. Like, honest to God. Um, Yeah. Anyway, sorry, what was the controversy? Because you couldn't see his head. Yeah, and the... so they just use Superman in cameos and don't get Henry Cavill and uh, never show him. Henry Cavill hopped up on the internet, Ben, and he said that uh, he accidentally signed over his likeness rights to Netflix for three years and the internet thought he was being serious. Ah, okay, that was fun. Yeah. I, I think Henry Cavill will be having a little uh, a little uh, strong, muscly British man chortle who will be like, <laughs> Oh, I've bloody done it. He probably will be doing that, Ben, while he's visiting the Warhammer world. More, more than likely, Michael. More than likely, one day we will get him as Gideon Ravenor in some form or another, and that'll be nice. Hmm, he might be too handsome for Ravenor. Hey, Ravenor's supposed to be incredibly handsome, though, isn't he? But then he ends up in a box. Then he ends up in a box, Michael. But you see, there'd be a lot of dream walking stuff if you do Ravenor oh, yeah, on the screen. So you'll Cavill. still need a big handsome man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If Henry Cavill's not available, you could get um, Mark Strong. No, Mark Strong has to be Eisenhorn. Oh yeah, Mark Strong should be Eisenhorn. Benjamin. Yeah. Anyway, Peacemaker was great. Peacemaker was so good. Never. I enjoyed the cameos. It was done so well. It was just like just sprinkled on top. Hardcourt is rapidly becoming the DCEU's version of Black Widow. She is. That was very rapid. Yeah, um, very rapid. Yeah. I thought she Posit- was just an office worker. She has an awful lot more personality than the Marvel Universe's Black Widow though. Yes. Well, maybe not Pug. 
Uh, not Pug. No, probably not Pug. Pug has her own thing going on. Pug's but, pretty good. Um, Pug's pretty good. Pugs are good in general, Michael. Cute little things. No, um, I'm against them, Ben. I think they're an abomination. Well, they are an abomination, but it's not their fault, Michael. No, but we can put a stop to them. Uh, people are, Michael. There's a whole uh, breeding program in New Zealand where they're trying to rebreed pugs with uh, broader Faces. snouted dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, figure so it they're out. Actually, so you're getting little French bulldogs and pugs with proper snoutage. Yeah, good, good. Figure it yeah. out, Ben. It's figure nice, it isn't out. it? Figure it out, lads. See, I'm telling you, Michael, we should just come on this podcast once a week and say, right, right, all right, okay, here's a list of controversies. Sort it out, lads. We sorted it out. Benjamin! Yeah, yeah. We're introducing a new segment this week where we hop up on that Discord. Yeah, speaking of talking to people through the internet. <laughs> yes, Benjamin, we're going to we we've decided Benjamin what we've decided to do is hop on the Discord Ben once a week and have a look at some things that are going on on the Discord Ben. And maybe then people will go, "Oh, I didn't know that was going on on the Discord. That's very interesting." Benjamin, the first one is, "Have you seen Michael Keaton? He's a big Batman." Keaton Bat is yes. back. Bat Keaton. What Benjamin, whatever way we want to phrase that. Yeah. I hope I look that sexy when I am 70. And in the bat dressed, suit. And dressed as Batman, yes. <laughs> he looks great. He does look great, doesn't he? He looks fucking great. Looks, he looks great. His costume is better man. than Moon Knight's from what I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> like, it does. it's a bit rubbery and loose, but I mean, I rubbery and loose though. is the, the vibe of being 70, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's what they tell me. Come here, Michael. He's going to be Bat Keaton in two things. Benjamin, I'd say they're just going to... I think... They're probably saying after the success of No Way Home and the upcoming bombshell of Mountains of Madness of Doctor Strange, yeah, it's yeah. going to be like, get Keaton in more stuff. We need him in more stuff. He's our ace in the hold. Uh, yeah, I think it's ace in the hole. But ace in the hold, yeah. So DC actually has an actor's hold where they put people in a container until they need them. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, there's a wonder dog in there. And Benjamin. Yes. Ace in the hold, you see. I got, I got you now. Yeah. Ace the Wonder Dog, Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. They, is it Ace the Wonder Dog or is it Ace the Super Dog? No, you got it. Ace Bathound. Ace is Bathound. Ace the Wonder Dog. Ah, uh, very good, Benjamin. Yes, they're probably putting him in more stuff. Yeah, so he's to be in Batgirl. Yes, and he's also to be in uh, Flash shenanigans. The Flash. Here comes the Flash. Here's the, Here flash. Comes the flash. Here comes the Flash, and he's doing now No Way Home a year too late. A year too late. He's just shy of the proper time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, nobody will care now. Yeah, but you know, we tried. Said DC, and everybody goes, "Okay, DC, just you know, get home safe, buddy. Keep um, trying. Keep keep trying. trying. Yeah. You, you did so good, DC. Well done. Well done. Get out of here. Get out of here, Benjamin. Yeah, very exciting. I I I'm a big fan of the Keaton. What else is up on yeah. the Discord though, Ben? Though I don't know, Michael. You've been. Oh, you're you're not up on the Discord, are you not, Benjamin? The gang over at SF Figure Arts, Ben. Yes. Uh, whoever they are. They're a bunch of lads that make action figures. They do, Ben, and they don't give a shit about spoilers, and they have just released <laughs> some very spoilery stuff for um, Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, it's Natalie Portman holding a jigsaw. Uh, yeah, yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Benjamin, well, you, can, you can divert your ears if you don't want to bloody hear it. Um, but yeah, it's Natalie Portman. It looks like she's going to be putting Mjolnir back together if the internet is anything to go by. Uh, yes, if, if an image from a toy company is anything to go by, that's what we're getting. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. It, oh man, the internet's so inconsistent, Michael. <laughs> no, not that, the toy company thing. <laughs> All right, okay. Like Lego just... will lie to you. They'll flat out lie to you through their oh, teeth. Will they? Oh, little they will chancers. Little, little stack'em chancers. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so they've given away the fact that I suppose it makes sense, Michael, because otherwise, how would we get Lady Thor? We know we're getting Lady Thor because mm. we know we know from the posters, we know from the big reveal by Taika Waititi, we know, you know, all of these things. So it's not surprising. And how else would you get one unless they were wielding a Mjolnir? Mm, exactly, Ben. Benjamin. What? Yeah. The third thing on the Discord, and I think the most interesting thing. Go on. And again... It's a spoiler for a film which is coming out, The Batman, Robert Pattinson's The Batman, Ben. Robert Pattinson, I will not have it said any other way on this podcast, Robert thank you very Battinson much. Robert Pattinson, Ben, yes. he's coming out. And your mate and mine, Barry Keoghan, is, is definitely in it, Ben. The spoil- The credits have been revealed. Yes, Do you want to hear who he's playing? Yeah, go on. Unnamed Arkham man. 
Mind blown. Your mind Michael. is blown, Ben. <laughs> mind blown. Uh, my whole perception of reality has shifted. Oh, yeah. So it's about time you got the shift. Benjamin, do you think he is going to be a Joker or not? <laughs> uh, I think he is going to be Joker. I think what we seem to be getting here, Michael, is uh, mid-century pulp novel brought to life aesthetically speaking so you've got America right as it turns from its golden shining everybody's great nuclear family moment to mm-hmm. oh actually giant mega cities are quite bad for the human psyche what's that a serial killer mm-hmm. uh, moment that, that fun period in American history and I think that's being applied heavily here with a good heaping dose of pulp aesthetic and I think oh. Barry Keoghan would probably yeah. be a very good psychotic clown for that type of universe yeah Benjamin the, the people up on the discord weren't that so it was, it's a very divisive topic Michael I'm gonna I'm gonna step out boldly and say I think it'll be fine um, <laughs> so bold Ben so bold Michael not middle of the road no. just right out there and saying it I think it's gonna be grand I think we've been proven so, so often Michael we've proven that any kind of guesses about Joker casting either turn out to be incredibly wrong or <laughs> just just completely off the mark in every form mm. that it could possibly take. Joaquin Phoenix, for better or worse, does a decent job of portraying a nut job. Yes. But was he the Joker though, Ben? But was he the Joker? The eternal question. Secondary to that, Heath Ledger, everybody was like, oh, there's no way it's ever going to work. And then he came out great. And look, it's going to be fine. Um, Barry Kogan's got the chops to do it. He's a good actor. Um I personally hope he's an Irish choker. That's what That'd I'd like great. to see. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, we have a we have a toxic male pop culture figure void in Irish society at the minute because Conor McGregor's kind of faded out. So we'll have lots of little <laughs> fellas going around doing choker impressions in two years time. <laughs> That's very good, Ben. Come be here good. to me and I'll tell you a joke. <laughs> Come here to me. I'll tell you a good one. I'll, I'll tell, tell you a good, good one. Joke. You want to hear a joke about living in the flats? And then all you get is one single ha ah, every time. Fucking ah. statey. Fucking statey of that man. Fucking ha. Do you see his pointy ears on him? Do you state him? Look at this fucking prick. What the fuck <laughs> is this fucking prick wearing? What? Is that Canada brilliant. Goose Pad? Fucking isn't. <laughs> That'd be great, Ben. That would be fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'd I'm watch all, the fuck out of that. I'm all for it. Bring it on. This is what I mean, Michael. Bring it on. Uh, so anyway, that's the Discord, ladies and gentlemen. So you, you got a few little tidbits there. They're not fully fleshed out. They're not fully rounded yet. They're just little sprinklings of uh, some showbiz gossip, Michael. Hop up on there, Benjamin, and you can bloody, you might be able to tell us some stuff. Exactly. If you've got any showbiz gossip you'd like to share with us, get up on that Discord, baby. Hop up on it. Link is down below in the description. Link is down below in the description. Have a look at it there now, please. Benjamin, speaking yeah. of Heath Ledger... Yeah, very smooth, yeah. Yeah. What sort of afterlife do you think he's in? Oh, God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, oh, you think it's a Jesus Christ, it's a Catholic. Oh, he's in He's in Catholic heaven, you reckon? That's it from us this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks very much for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to check out the Discord. And uh, yeah, that, that's, that's really it. Uh, no, Michael, you've, you've, you've inadvertently uh, dropped us in it there by referencing the very sad and tragic passing of one <laughs> Heath Ledger. <laughs> yes. Um, about over 10 years ago now 2008 2008 2008 yeah. uh, it's a lot longer then um, but anyway come here to me go on Michael you and I had a little debate a couple of weeks ago about you know uh, oh no one of the very first episodes on this here podcast Michael was about psychopomps go on yeah, and the psychopomps are the emissaries of death in various cultures, works of fiction, etc. Anyone that guides lost souls to an afterlife or a resting place of some kind is called a psychopomp. Oh, That's what like they are. the angel of death, Ben. Like the angel of death or death in the Sandman series mm. or Terry Pratchett's big old grim reaper death. These are all versions of psychopomps. Mm. Hermes in uh, the El Greek mythology, he was the major psychopomp, so he'd yeah. guide guiding souls. And Michael, that was a good old episode, but we don't want to repeat ourselves too much. So we've gone with, I tell you what, where would you like to end up? Where are you going? You know, when you shuffle off this here mortal coil, mm. ladies and gentlemen, where do you want to be? Where are you after? Where do you want to be? And Michael, this has become a big topic in pop culture over the last couple of years. Go on. We're, we've all gotten very existential in our popular culture consumption. Um, well, I, I try not to, to be honest. 
I know, Michael, you like to stay safely grounded because you're a practical man with practical dreams and I, I just, admire that about you. I just want to see spaceships and aliens, man, just shooting at each other. Yeah, and you never succumb to the rigours of uh, daily life because you're, yeah, you're built different. Or thinking about stuff. Yeah, you just avoid it altogether, Michael. And to be honest, if I could, I would. Uh, but I can't, so here we are. Uh, come here to me. Yeah. Come here to me. Yeah. What I mean, Michael, is the likes of the good life. Oh, the good place. The good place. Yeah, the good life is a completely different thing. Ignore that. Yeah. Uh, what I mean, of course, is The Good Place, Michael, uh, which was a four-season show that ran on American television and challenged people existentially because uh, the entire show is literally a giant philosophy experiment. It's very oh, interesting. Oh, no. That sounds a bit too thoughtful for the likes of me, Ben. I hope it's not boring. It isn't. It's quite entertaining, Michael. It has an all-star cast, including one Ted Danson. Okay, go on. Jamila Jamil. Oh, yeah. She's going to be in She-Hulk. She is. She's going to play a villain, hmm. apparently. Um, and then, of course, everybody's favorite uh, small blonde lady from Hollywood, Kirsten Kristen Bell. Kirsten, Kirsten Bell. Kristen Bell, yes. Kristen's Kristen her Kristen middle name, Bell. I believe. Okay. Well, I got it there in, in the end. Uh, but that was a really interesting take on on Afterlives, Michael, and the, the kind of concept of where do you go when you die? And what, Michael? If yeah. anything, yeah. decides where you go. Are you going up or are you going down? Now, that only makes sense to listeners from a very, very Western Hemisphere perspective. Mm. Not Western yeah. Hemisphere, Western society. Yeah. Not doing well today, Michael. My brain's old, unraveling live on the podcast. Yeah, I can see that, Ben. The old yeah. Abrahamic lads, Ben. They're like, are you going up or are you going down? Yeah, so we have a that's a that's a heavily Christian view of of the afterlife, Michael, and it's the one that sets us up initially for the show. Uh, so we we are introduced to Eleanor Shorstrop. Yes, I think that's right. Yeah, I think I'm right. Uh, Eleanor Shorstrop, and she has found herself in the good place because she was a good Samaritan. And she did lots of charity work. She did all the good things that humans are supposed to do. And then, Michael, we find out in yes. one of the best twists ever. Yes. At the end of a first season, because none of the marketing ever gave it away for the first season of The Good Place. It was a wacky comedy with Ted Danson running heaven. And then we find out at the end of uh, the first episode of season one that she's not supposed to be there. There's no, been a mix up. She's not her. She's not the It's a different Eleanor. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yes. Uh, it was very well done, Michael, and we didn't think it could get any better until spoilers for a show that came out quite a few years ago. We find out at the end of season one that she's actually in the bad place. Benjamin, and not only is she in the bad... Are you sure that's not season two? Season one. Is it? Yes. Um, are you sure? Yes, I'm absolutely okay. positive. Um, not only is she in the bad place, Ben, but everyone who we thought were all of these perfect people, because we thought that she was she was faking it, Ben. And that she was the only one who was there who didn't deserve to be there. Yes. But it turns out they're all horrible, Ben. All of them. They're Every all last one. Horrible people. So they're all in the bad place together. And their punishment is everyone thinking that they're in the good place. Yeah. And they have to live with each other. They literally took the concept of hell is other people and yes. made it into a TV show. Very yes. well done. Very good. Hell is other people, Ben. And hell is... Trying to fit in with modern happy society. It, it's a very, it's a very Americentric take on what it is to be happy. Go on. And it, well, one the way that the way that Eleanor is introduced to her good place experience is that she meets her soulmate. Yes, cheaty and uh, cheaty. Uh, and regardless of whether or not she feels that she would be attracted to this person, the algorithm of heaven yes. in the form of Janet. Yeah. The algorithm of heaven is has found her perfect match. Yeah. Well, but not her, though. The other Eleanor. The other Eleanor. And that's what makes it so funny, because this would be perfect if it was the other Eleanor. But it's not now, because she's, she's deceived everybody, because she knows she's a terrible person. And, yeah, it's very interesting, Michael. Throughout the, the, the role of the season one, especially, I think, um, season two can get more into this, because... Uh, season two it's revealed that the good place was the bad place all along and there's a very interesting twist that happens so the the architect of this twisted afterlife is Ted Danson's character Michael yeah the actor Ted Danson uh, and Michael is a demon mm-hmm. is he? and uh, he's a do they ever specifically call him a demon? they don't specifically call him a demon but he's he's called an architect that's, okay. that's what they are and they build 
afterlives. They yeah, build yeah, yeah. realities. He is from a, I guess if you wanted to give him an alignment, he's from a, a bad moral alignment because he designs punishments. Yeah, he's a bad place. That's what he does. He designs bad places, and uh, as as one might expect, Michael from demons, uh, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a mutiny in season two, and he has to make a deal with the gang, hmm. uh, the four people, the four souls he trapped in because it's a it's a trial run, Michael, of this new system of hell. Yeah, very. Um, good. It's a move away from the. It's a the move away from the the old fire and brimstone King James the Second Bible, you know. Mm. Um, it's it's a move far away from that, and it's it it's run like a startup. It's like a tech is there, startup. Is there fire and brimstone in the King James the Second Bible, Ben, or does that come from Dante? Uh, there's Inferno, definitely punishment I mean. and witchcraft in the James Bible. I would imagine that Dante's Inferno has probably coloured your view of hell. Mm. Did you know, Michael? Probably. Did you know Go on. that Dante was heavily inspired by a text from Kerry? Go, get out of here. I am not kidding. There's a, a famous there's a famous um kind of Christian tale uh from Kerry about a knight who travels through hell. Go on. Um he's a good and pious knight from Kerry. Go um, on and he travels to the heathen country Ireland and uh, ends up in hell in the court of a, a Celtic warrior. Get out of here. And he goes through hell and apparently Dante read it and that was heavily inspiring for um, Dante's Inferno. Get out of here. There you go. There you go. We'll do an episode on it sometime. That's bloody mad, Ben. It is a little bit. Yeah. Are there any other... Do you have more to say about The Good Place? No, I just wanted to say that it's a really interesting deconstruction of what we do morally to get into a good place or a bad place because Michael posits that there's a point system Um, and obviously... uh, Huh? No, I don't. No, you don't. Not you. Uh, oh, the other Ted one. Danson. Te- yeah, Ted, Ted Danson yeah. posits that there's yeah, the taller uh, Michael. The taller Michael um, posits that there's uh, a point system, and initially we think that okay, that's obviously a demon trick, uh, you know, just to make them work a little bit hard. But it isn't. Uh, it turns out that there is a universal point system and that humans have been falling below the bar for a very long time because oh, the no. rules haven't been updated. The criteria hasn't been ah, updated. So it's a classic bureau- bureaucratic oversight. And it's just a really interesting look at what it takes to get into heaven from that perspective. Mm. I think ben- it's very interesting. Benjamin, are there any other pop cultural ones that are more in the in the Judeo-Christian tradition? Um, I mean, it it depends on on what you're looking for but supernatural falls into the the kind of southern baptist version of heaven a lot of the time um, you're just sitting on a bloody porch sipping on peach tea hanging yeah. around with all your friends from your life and they're all whatever age the actors are now oh it seemed like hell to me michael but <laughs> a- anyway it looked one, awful. we got some bizarre stuff out of supernatural but initially um supernatural dealt in a very southern gothic aesthetic seasons seasons one to five of supernatural the tv show are bloody great yes go on they're very good they took a lot of lessons from buffy and they took a lot of lessons from other big shows at the time and they kind of honed them down into a monster fighting spectacular go on and they managed to distinguish themselves from the the Buffy verse very very clearly by setting it in kind of the southern states, um, the back roads of America, that kind of idea. So initially, when we were dealing with demons and we were dealing with heaven and angels and all that kind of thing, it was in a heavily southern inspired form of Christianity. Go on. The whole power system of the supernatural world is Judeo Christian. Because there's demons, there's devils, and then when they needed a monster of the week, they would dip into to kind of more multicultural uh, myths and legends. Um, and sometimes they'd really insult that by being like, oh, it turns out Gabriel was a shapeshifter and he was loads of different things, but he was always a Judeo-Christian angel. And that was kind of insulting for people in different ways. But anyway. Yes. Anyway. That was the initial deliverance that we got. And then for some reason. Yes. They seemed to get very hung up on the phrase God's own country. <laughs> yes. And what we get in the final season of Supernatural yes is a big old boring afterlife. Yeah, sitting on a bench eating bloody grits. 
Dean just gets to drive his car around heaven. Yeah. That's what he does. Is the the south. The heaven is the south. Why? I don't I don't know, but um yeah, apparently so they played around with this a couple of times. The the version that we get in the final ever episode of Supernatural Michael is is similar to a version that they posited way back in season five, I think, where each person gets their own little bubble. Right, go on. In heaven. And then they obviously had to write that for a, a Monster of the Week show, so they probably just threw it in there for a cool episode where Sam and Dean die. And then they may have realized, Michael, actually, that sounds horrific if everyone's just trapped in their own little fun bubble for eternity. Mm. So then by the time it comes around to by the time it comes around to the final episode ever, Michael, what we get is, oh, yeah, everyone's allowed to stay in their own bubble if they want or they can, you know, go out and and do exciting stuff. You know what I mean? They can go mm-hmm. out and do what they want. It's it's really up to them. And so in, in that case, Michael, it's quite funny because it becomes a weird mass multiplayer online kind of thing. <laughs> Scenario. Yeah. So you can build your Sims house at home or, you know, you can go out and chat to other people if you yeah. want to. Um, but they, they really start throwing away the logic <laughs> at a certain point. <laughs> and you're just sitting there going, oh, okay. All right. I can think of nothing worse, Michael, than sitting on a porch for the rest of eternity. Benjamin, if people only watched this aspect of our lives, they would think that when we died, we would get to do a podcast in heaven forever. I fucking hope not. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Benjamin! Yeah. But not all of pop culture is obsessed with Judeo-Christian concepts of heaven and hell. Thankfully, no. No, Benjamin. Because I would say that... One of the most popular alternatives, if not the most popular alternative, is definitely the old Viking versions. Ah, oh, Valhalla. Ah, Benjamin, tell us about Valhalla. So Valhalla is Warrior's Paradise in in the concept of Norse mythology. Warrior's Paradise has a very strict entry criteria, and that is that you die on the field of battle in glory. Yeah, Benjamin. And the Vikings are like, I'm going to die in the field of battle and glory and I'm going to go and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to keep fighting forever. Yeah, so it's eternal fighting. You end up in Odin's Hall in Valhalla. Mm. And in Odin's Hall, you feast and fuck and make merry all night. And then in the morning, you go out to battle and you do it all over again. Yeah, yeah. And you you die again and then you come back. And you come back and it's an eternal cycle. Which again, Michael, mm, heaven. Doesn't sound Mm. great. Doesn't sound great to me, Ben. Uh, yeah, perhaps whatever architect designed that particular version of the afterlife wasn't aware of PTSD. Um, you, but that's that's okay. I'll tell you what, though, Ben. Have you ever been to the land of Skyrim? Uh, I, I haven't, Michael. I've never played Skyrim. Well, I wasn't asking if you've played it. I was asking if you've been there. But i tell you what, Benjamin. If you were to go to the land of Skyrim... Right. And if you were a warrior and a noble Nord, Ben... Okay. And you were to die in battle... Okay. You would end up in Sovngarde. Where's that, Michael? That's the afterlife, Ben, for people who have died noble deaths in battle. Oh, I see. And there's an eternal feasting hall, Ben. Get out of town. Where all of the greatest warriors in history feast and fight and probably fuck as well. Probably. Probably, Ben. Benjamin. Yes. Sounds very Valhalla to me. It sounds awfully Valhalla. It's been... A, it's it, uh, Viking mythology has been intensely shaping of how we view violent death or a warrior's death. Uh, Valhalla seems to be the common one that we come across. So much so, Michael, that it's still cited by US soldiers. Go on. Um, when they're psyching up, you know, when they're psyching themselves up. There's a lot of talk of, you know, a glorious death and, you know, making it to the other side and, you know, dying in, in battle and stuff like that. And it's a very strange, I suppose way of looking at the world and Benjamin there is no one who better embodies that culture I feel than the next generation era's Klingons oh on you go yeah yeah old chance oh you you had that one sitting in the chamber Benjamin I've led you down a merry dance Benjamin yes have you ever visited the far future of the 21st 23rd century again Michael I think you know I haven't well if you did Ben Right. And, and if you were a Klingon, yeah. you would be like, I am a bloody Klingon, I tell you what. And 60 years ago, when we were first on television, Ben, 
we were you just, and I. No, Klingons. Us oh, okay. Klingons. Remember, Sorry. you're a Klingon in this story. Sorry. We were just shifty, manipulative, sneaky, brown-skinned, slightly racist people. Oh dear. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So mostly played by white people in brown makeup. Oh and, dear. And I'll tell you what, Ben. In later years, that went away a little bit, and they said, "You know what? We'll do. We'll make them space Vikings." Oh yeah. Okay, that'll do. And Benjamin, if you are a Klingon. What yeah. your greatest hope in, in life is, is to die in battle. To die in glorious battle. To die in glorious battle, Ben, for the Klingon Empire. Because oh, if you good. do that, Ben, guess where you get to go? V- Kalhalla? You get to go to Stovokor. Okay. And guess what happens in Stovokor, Ben? You wait for your Ryanair connecting flight. No, that's actually, that's a good joke. That's like a, that's a very good joke about the names of airports in, let's say, Eastern Europe. Very good. Very, very good. But no, that's not what happens, Ben. You get to spend, you get to spend the rest of a journey in, in a feasting hall, Ben, with Kales. That's, that's two syllables like Odin. <laughs> and Kales, and in the feasting hall, Ben, you feast and you fight and... And you, you're reborn for all eternity and die in glorious battle over and over again. Again, I can think of nothing worse. But anyway, yeah. So, I mean, the the that particular one is 100% um, mania-inducing as a concept. But it's not unusual, Michael. It's the same in Roman and Greek mythology. Elysium is warrior's paradise. Mm. And then everybody else, you know, if you die of a disease, if you get hit by a stray chariot... If yeah. you, you know, forget to make your, your insulin payments, you know, <laughs> these you end up in Hades. And Hades is just a miserable place. Oh, like, I'd rather not, Benjamin. In Greek and Roman mythology, life is, is your, one, your one big shot unless you die in battle. Benjamin, um, yeah. Stovacor has one little wrinkle that I'm particularly fond of. Okay, go on. So if you are a Klingon. Yeah. And you die in an accident. Let's say, for example, you're accidentally trodden on by the Colossus of Rhodes. Yeah, okay, classic. You just have a classic Roman accident as a as a Klingon. But if you die in battle, if you di- if you die dishonorably, Ben. Yeah. Like through an accident or something like that. Someone else can die in your name doing something heroic. And the fact that you lived a life worthy enough for someone else to die in your name gets you into Stovacor. That's handy, isn't it? Isn't it? There's loads of ways you can get into Stovacor, Ben. Right, okay. We're forever so coming up with loopholes. There's loopholes into Stovacor. Yeah. Hmm. Non-stop loopholes. Hmm. 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 Exactly. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, Michael. I don't know how I feel about that. Any other afterlives that we're going to be taking a look at today? Benjamin. Yeah. They're just non-stop with the old Klingon, with the old Viking ones. A partic- the, the old Ben, have you ever heard of the orcs from Warhammer? I have. Do you know what they love? What? They love dying in battle. Oh, because they get to go to a paradise where they feast, fight and fuck and then fight and live and well, die they again? Don't, they don't have any genitals, so they only feast and fight, Benjamin. But okay, yes, so basically. it's limited. Limited yes, scope of feasting and fucking for them. Exactly. But let's talk about one of my favourite afterlives, Ben, because it's grim and horrible and not like the heaven and hell or Valhalla concept. Right. Ben, are you familiar with the Eldar from Warhammer? I am familiar with the Eldar of, Har- of Warhammer. Benjamin, the Eldar are space elves. They are. Nothing more, nothing less. They're just elves, they're in space. Yep. <laughs> elves in that's, space. That's all they're doing. They're just being elves and they're in space. But but thousands of years ago, Ben, they got a bit too happy with the elves' sex and the drugs and the rock and roll. Okay. And they accidentally gave birth to a horrific god of, of excess. Oh, Really? Yes, called Slanesh, Ben. Slanesh of excess. And Slanesh exists to devour the souls of the of the Eldar dead. Oh, okay, that's a bit dark. It's it's terrifying, Ben. It, it yeah. drives it drives their entire culture to the point of all every aspect of every version of of Eldar society revolves around how to not get eaten by Slanesh when you die. That's awful. Exactly, Ben. And some of them go, well, maybe if we make loads of sacrifices of other races, the Slanesh, that will buy us some time. Oh. And they're the bad Eldar, Ben. They're the dark Eldar. Okay, so they're a de- they're a, they're another death cult. 
Yeah, they're death. They're the death of other people. Cult. Yeah, okay. And then there are some others who like maybe if we make a pact with this last surviving Eldar god who can hide us from Slanesh, but we'll have to live our lives of like anonymity and and weirdness. Yeah, because we have to devote ourselves to that other god, obviously. Exactly, Ben. But mm. the main body of the Eldar, Ben, the normal Eldar, they decided to. There's a whole thing about the way they live their lives, trying to avoid attracting Slanesh's attention by never giving in to excess. But that's not really that much to do with the afterlife. Their afterlife is very weird and mechanical, Ben. Every Eldar wears a soul stone. Okay. And when they die, Ben, their soul is sucked into that stone. Just a gem on their chest. Okay. And their soul goes into that gem before Slanesh can get it. Okay, and then it just sits there? or Exactly, Ben. So then some of their mates pick it up. Okay. And they bring it back to their, their planets, which are a combination of planets and starships, Ben. They're planet-sized starships. That's, that's big. Exactly. Mm. And they stick the bloody gem, Ben, into um, a kind of network of gems called the Wraithbone. And oh. everyone who ever died essentially makes up the AI slash lives in the memory banks of the computer that is the core of the world. Mm. And the longer you've been dead, the more and more of your personality you start to lose. Oh, that that sounds very like an episode of Black Mirror. And exactly, doesn't it? It's really Mm. Black Mirror-y. And every now and then, Ben, they might go, Jesus, you know what? There's some bloody space marines coming to fight us. Yeah, yeah. And we we don't have enough living people to fight them. And we've got all of these robots over here, but there's no AIs to put in. The, you know what we'll do? We'll take some of those stones and we'll put the AIs into the robots. And then you get and to be a robot. You get to be a kind of robot, but you don't really know what's going on because you're so divorced from reality because you've been in this weird afterlife. Exactly. And that is a gross and horrible afterlife, Ben. That's a gross and it. horrible afterlife, Michael. Yeah, but it's still better than being devoured by Slanesh. Is it? I don't know. Like, How would you tell? Anyone, have any Eldar done a comprehensive study? Has well, there been no, an AB only, test? You'd only get bloody devoured by Slanesh once, Ben. Yeah, I suppose you can't come back. Sure you can't. Can't come back from that and go, I tell you what, lads, that was no use. You'd probably try and kill the god. Maybe that'd be a better move. But, you know, pr- uh, probably, probably unlikely. Probably unlikely, Michael. There's a whole bunch of twisty stuff in the in the Warhammer universe, Michael. I often find the existential quality of the Warhammer 40k universe to be mind-bogglingly huge. Um, oh, it's gross. And gross it's and really interesting. I've only ever read the, the Dan Abnett uh, Warhammer novels on your recommendation, Michael. Yes, I've, I've gotten you into them. Um, yes, I'm now on the second book of Ravenor um, good. at the moment. But I always found when I I once attempted to play... Um, Warhammer and paint them and do all that kind of thing but I always remember reading about the lore and going Jesus Christ that's a fucking terrifying universe of death stay out of it um, if 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 the bloody giant space marine fellas that are corrupted by the warp don't get you then yep. the orc boys are going to come along and take over your planet and wipe you out or the tyranids are going to pop out of nowhere and do an H.R. Geiger rip off of you and, they'll eat you uh, they'll eat you or you know the super advanced tau are going to come out of nowhere and you, you know lasers. just wipe you out of the big lasers or the Eldar are going to sacrifice your planet so they don't get eaten yeah and that'll be even worse because they'll take your skin off but then I found out Michael that's in the depths of space yeah go on it's not anywhere near the Empire of Man the Empire yeah, of Man fine. is way way on the other side of the, the universe and the whole reason that space marines are sent out is to kind of nip those threats in the bud yeah but Ben while you're in the Empire of Man you will live a crushing and depressing life yeah, because it's a giant empire of bureaucracy. Crushing bureaucracy. Yeah. And aristocracy. And it's fascism. Weird. Yeah, it's fascist. Yeah, no use. Real bad. It's weird. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's really, you know, six of one and half a dozen of the other. Yeah, it's, yeah. And the sweet release of death is, uh, if anything, even worse. Yeah, if anything, even worse, because you're possibly going to be swallowed up by one of the gods or the demons or yeah. the warp or like there's so many things trying to get you in that universe. Oh, too many, too many, Ben, too many. The terror. <laughs> anyway, ladies yes. and gentlemen, 
How would you like to die? Um, oh, no, 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 that's not what it is. <laughs> you can get in touch with us in a bunch of different ways. Uh, where would you like to spend your resting place based on some kind of fiction that you watch? You can get in touch with us or in a ben, couple of different places. Yeah. Where would you really not want to spend it? Where would you really not want to spend it is actually probably a better question. Uh, you can get in touch with us a bunch of different ways. You can find us on the interwebs at www.shomrabeug.com S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com It means... Tiny room in Irish. You can find us on Instagram at your Luxurious Podcast. Yeah, there's a couple of posts there now. Yeah, there's a couple of posts there now sometimes. Uh, and you can find us, uh, most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, because we have a brand new segment and we need your input to make it work. You can find us on the Discord. Get up on Hop that Discord. Up on it. The link is down below in the description. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't had enough of Michael and myself's sultry voices this week, you can listen to our other podcast, Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book group group, this very Wednesday uh, yes. when we talk about Spider-Man Craven's Last Hunt, a seminal oh, Spider-Man. Absolutely uh, full of semen. Yes, full of semen, um, like a submarine. Anyway, uh, also you can join us in a week's time where in preparation for the brand new Robert Pattinson movie, we're going to be taking a look at Too Many Batman Spoil the Broth, the weird alternate versions of Batman that exist in the DC multiverse. Oh, which one's the best? It's Michael Keaton. It's Michael Keaton, obviously. I'm off to go write a love letter to him. Yes, do. Goodbye, everybody. See you on Discord. Very somber. Goodbye.